welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. You'll never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for those news, reviews, and interviews. doesn't love the holidays rupaul is starting her own network so jump on this train to find out what crappy movies she's going to be serving it's time to talk all things rupaul's drag race season 13 episode 4 and joining me to talk all things bad acting baby it's aria derchi choo choo hello it's been some time since you've been on the podcast i know it's been wild i think i did one at the beginning of quarantine yeah you did one of the quarantine check-ins and then mm-hmm. i stopped doing those because no one wanted to do no, them anymore i was like no one okay. checked in no one checked in um i could have talked to, to myself and that would have been a, a, a journey but no no, no. Yeah. i'm i'm so glad to have you here and I'm for excited. the listeners we are here in person because we're like we're we're, we're bubble buddies. Mm-hmm. We're in the uh, same. We're in the same mile distance. Yep. So we're here. We're queer. Yeah, we're so. talking about Drag Race. Yay! How have you been enjoying the season so far? I'm really loving this season. I I feel like season twelve. I wasn't super into it because it was at the beginning of the pandemic, and mm-hmm. I was doing a drag race viewing party. So <clears throat> going from like doing the first two or three episodes and then going right into um quarantine kind of sucked so i wasn't as into it as i was this year but it was also weird last year because of they edited out um allison mosby <laughs> her mm-hmm. who what when yeah um, but i really am enjoying the season i'm a big fan of tina burner she's always been really nice to me mm-hmm. and really supportive of me when i would go to star surge was that what it was called or, yes yeah star search because open call was at the ritz correct i never made it there only because i had a show Anyway, I really love Tina Burner and I really love Candy Muse because she would also come up to me after, dra- like before Drag Wars, because she and uh, Momo used to have a show right mm-hmm. before. And she'd always be like, You're beautiful. I'd be like, Oh my God, thank you, Candy. So I'm really loving this season. And didn't you co host a show with Candy Muse? Oh, yes. It was called uh, Messy Mondays <laughs> and uh, Twisted Sisters. Her alias is Chola Spears, my <laughs> sister. And Chilla Spears just sent me some Dungeons and Dragons dice that she made with her brother. Shout out Chilla Spears. If you don't have Chilla Spears rolling paper, get on it. Yeah, if you don't, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I um, am excited to talk about this and I am in a comfortable position right now because listeners, I just got um, a cushion for my butt because of my nerve issues. So hopefully I will not be wincing in pain during this podcast. And if so, so be it. And then you can't see it. So it doesn't really matter. I'll take pictures. <laughs> Thank you. Don't worry guys. Um, well, I, I actually talked about you um, filming me when we watched black Swan uh, oh, yeah. on my podcast with uh, pissy miles, which will come out eventually. Yes, I'm um, excited to hear that. I like her. A lot. Oh, it was honestly one of the best interviews. We spoke for like two hours. It was great. Thanks. But yeah, I, I mentioned how I hate nail things and you filmed me watching the nail things and I was screaming and one day we'll release that. But <sighs> Oh, 
One day soon, hopefully. Yeah. It's what the people need in this time. It's true. Well, let's dive into this. It's after the non-elimination, and the winner's circle is waiting for the B-Squad. And Candy Muse thinks they all look good. And Candy asks if they're excited to see the girls that they specifically sent home. And they totally are. Mm -hmm. I would be too. Yeah. I'd be like, hey... Elliot is feeling sickening that she gets to confront the B-Squad and asks if she should be there when they walk in. Mm -hmm. No, they go, go hide, go hide. Olivia thinks it's so devious to hide Elliot, but come on. Vanjie hit herself. This is nothing new. This is, this is old news. Yeah, and it was probably the producer's idea. So. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> I can't imagine they were just like, you should go hide Elliot. They don't give a fuck about no, Elliot. not at all. <laughs> so the girls walk in and there are daggers from the winner's circle. They're like, predators but come on let's be real those are producer influence as well yeah but they're really great cuts they are they're, they're very really great, great um there is a bit of an intimidation as tina and the co um and tina and co welcome the b squad denali jumps back in and says if it isn't anywhere to go but down squad mm. too many words there denali but you try your comeback funny i felt like it read well it, yeah it did it did <laughs> it was very high school very pedestrian isn't she like 21 uh, 26, I think. No way. I'm looking at it. I think up right so. Now. Will you find out for me? Um, Utica says that the other group has an air of high nosedness. Have you heard the term high nosedness? I've heard of Snooty. Snooty. I've heard of like turning your nose up. Yeah. Um, who said that? Utica. Oh, they probably say that where she's from. In Utica. In Utica. <laughs> so Denali and Simone reveal that they are the winners of their perspective respective groups. Um, but Tina Burner is not impressed as she yawns as they say this. Oh, oh my God. She is 28. Holy shit. Wow. Well, then I'm very disappointed in the acting challenge. We'll get there. All right. Oh, we will. So Tina loves to stir the pot and mm -hmm. decides to bring up the Elliot of it all. I love Tina Burner. Um, <laughs> Denali reveals that they sent Elliot home based on first impressions. Um, mm -hmm. They just didn't get her drag style. I get it. Cause it's very like, it's very 80s it's mm -hmm. very like off it's the very rack love day it's very me mm -hmm. um so then pop out from behind it's elliot acting very entitled um she says they have a lot to talk about um she says that she didn't have enough time to talk about herself and kamara already knew someone in the room so she she was screwed which i understand but also girl if you you, you know something's up you fight for it I wouldn't just sit there and be like, okay, I guess no. you can vote me off. I'd be like, send Utica home. Look exactly. At her. Well, Tamisha says that it had to be one of them. So Elliot asks why she didn't jump in. Well, they didn't vote for her. <laughs> Girl, come on. Um, as Tamisha says, she is a pit bull next to a bunch of chihuahuas. Oh my gosh. Um, and as <laughs> Lala Ree, her drag daughter that has yet to be discussed on the show. I don't think they're going to even talk about that because she said, I know her from back home. Yeah. She says she knows her from Atlanta and the bitch likes to fight. But why are we not talking about the familiar relation? Are they embarrassed of each other? No, part of me thinks one of them is going home early. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so it never came up? Well, I think it's just like, well, if one of them is going home at episode two or three, then I don't, I can't imagine the producers like, well, I have any use for that storyline but they could have like I, I i what i wish i thought they were gonna do it because they split them up because i yeah. thought tamisha i think yeah i think no i thought denali had won her lip sync against lala re right mm, on the figure skates yeah wasn't she against lala yeah, re I agree. um but then they split then they put lala re in the top right. so i thought it was i thought they put tamisha in the bottom and i thought she had won her lip sync too if i remember correctly um so i thought they split them up 
in that way and put Tamisha in the bottom so that Tamisha felt less than her mm-hmm. daughter, you know? I definitely thought we were going to have that, like, hug it out moment and be like, oh, my God. But th- there was nothing. nothing. So I'm very curious about that. So if anyone has insight on why that happened the way it did, let us know. Or maybe it's just, like, one of those internet rumors that someone made up and we all were just like, I believe it. Possibly. It's very yeah. possible. So Elliot was shocked when it was unanimous, and she now has first impression of all them. She's just a bitter Betty. Oh, my God. I know. I really, I'm, like, very on the fence about her. Mm-hmm. And I, part of me feels like in real life, she would be really nice to be around. But part of me feels like for the television, she's really, like, putting on this kind of... It's a facade. Nice. Yeah, it's very... That's why I'm, it's reading as. I'm not, like, a super yeah. fan of it. Well, season 13, bitches, seven more rounds to go I in this she's race. she's very pretty, though. She's very pretty. She just does know how to paint. Well, mm-hmm. it's a new day, and they're still all here. Three fucking episodes. They're all here. The room it's is the so longest full. season ever. I know. Other than season three, though. Season three was like 17 episodes. <laughs> Tina once again asks who is single in the room. Candy sees that Joey is single and starts chasing her around the room. To be honest. Problematic. I would, too. Oh, really? I love Joey, Jay. <laughs> um, Joey, like, if you want to go on a date, I would totally take you on a date. Wherever you want to go. We can go on a date. You can come back and snuggle and cuddle and that'll be great. I think DD. I mean, not DD. Oh my gosh. Um, um, What did you say? Joey? Joey. I think Joey and her entry look looked like DD Fuego. Yeah, I can see that. Like not maybe not the costume, but definitely the neck. Up. Mm-hmm. That's the, very, yeah. She looked very pretty. Tina calls Candy a fun, rambunctious kid on the playground. Um, she said that she judged her based on her reputation in New York City. But you heard it here first. Tina Burner, Candy Muse, or Kiki Sisters. I love it. I love it. I love the Gottmik is in that trio, too. Mm-hmm. It's like a trio I can get behind. Yeah. Rue and her very loud suit come in with that pussy bow. She reveals that the elimination is back into the competition, and one of them is going home. Good. Yay. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they will be starring in cheesy holiday movies for the RuPaul Mark channel. It's not Christmas, though. They are disrupting the marketplace as they celebrate all the other holidays of the year. What's your favorite holiday? Um, I mean, other than my birthday. Mm-hmm. My birthday is your favorite holiday. Your birthday <laughs> is my favorite holiday. I don't know. I guess I don't really. I love Thanksgiving, but I think it's a problematic holiday. Yeah, that's fair. I like getting together with all the people and not having the pressure of. Can presents. we like create a holiday? Is that allowed? Like, uh, sure. Okay. Like drag. Drag day. Ugh. What day of the week? Is- I mean, like, what <laughs> month? It's gonna have to be a time where it's not too hot. It's not mm-hmm. too cold. Where the weather is like perfect. So- the the the, the uh, Miss Congeniality Day. Oh, April twenty third. Yeah, I don't know. Twenty seventh. Doesn't matter. If you know, comment below. Yes, please. So Rue has taken the liberty to mix up the queens and pick the teams for them, which I find very, very shady. Mm-hmm. Um, Denali, Elliot, Kamora, and Olivia will be starring in Misery Loves Company, the Valentine's Day movie. Next is Lala, Ray, Rose, Simone, and Unica in God Loves Flags, the Flag Day movie. Uh, finally, it's Gottmik, Joey J, Candy Muse, Tamisha, and Tina Burner in April Fool's, um, April Fool's Rush In, the April Fool's Day movie. They will be provided wigs from Wigs and Grace. Come on, product placement. Oh, crrr. we love Wigs and Grace. They're, they, they, they've, I've definitely purchased. I'll wigs fucking take a there. free wig any day of the yeah. week. Um, so Denali has never done scripted acting before, mm-hmm. and she wants to prove she is more than a lip sync artist. So naturally, she takes the biggest role, which is so ridiculous. Dumb. 
Elliot will be stupid Cupid because she is actually stupid. stupid. That was funny. <laughs> At least you yourself were a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, then Kimora decides to tell us that there is something annoying about Elliot's voice and she can't stand it. Kimora said that? Mm-hmm. And sis, you're not alone because literally moments before this line came out, mm-hmm. Ryan and I were talking about how much we can't oh. stand her voice. I feel like I watch it with um, Pussy and Sherry and Essence because... They do uh, Easily Baked. So we watch it together. And Sissy was over last week because she had a foot surgery. Mm-hmm. And I took care of her. And what a good sis. I'm a very good sister. Um, so anyway, everyone's very on the fence in that group of people. Um, because half the room really likes Elliot. And then the other half of the room is like very uh, much, we're not sure about. I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm not but I feel sure. like I, because I didn't like Laganja in season six, but then I met Laganja later in life and I was like, wow, you're really sweet and you're really like personable and you're really talented. And that's, and that's the thing. Like right now, what we are seeing of Elliot is a TV show persona. Yeah. Like the character of Elliot. Right. And that's what I think is really hard about Drag Race. And I think it's unfair sometimes for these girls because they go on there and then they're they're kind of probed to be this version sure. of themselves. And they're edited in a certain way as they, well. And then they have all this footage to work with and they're like, mm, you know what? I'm feeling like I didn't like you this week, you mm-hmm. know, the, as a producer or editor. And they're like, okay, let's give her this kind of energy. Yep. So if I meet Elliot in real life, I would love to meet all of them. I'm sure of it. Yep. No, I wouldn't. I don't want to meet anybody, actually. It's a pandemic. I'm tired. I'm depressed. That's true. Well, Denali eventually realizes that the role is big and has a lot of lines. No shit, girl. She's second-guessing the character she chooses, and that is an important plot line. Tina. She's excited to film cheesy television. Ah, yes. Oh, my God. Tina. Okay, go ahead. Candy starts to read about Whoopi Cushion, and she doesn't let anyone get a chance to claim it as she just starts to highlight her lines. She casts herself. She is Whoopi Cushion. Not sure if that's really how it works, but hey, it's Candy's world, and we're all living in it. That's how I would do it, too, though. I've you been would. like, I would have literally started highlighting my mm-hmm. part. I mean, like, this is my role. Yep. Um, Lala Ree didn't know that Flag Day was a real holiday. Did you know that Flag Day was a real holiday? I did. I don't know what it is. Though. I just, I've heard it like on TV and things. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I mean, I don't think I ever it comes celebrated. After the day after Christmas or the day before Christmas? Or... No, I think it's in June. <sighs> What's the day after Christmas? <laughs> okay, Boxing Google? Day. I wish you had a Google. It's Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Oh, yeah. It's but... not even our holiday. What's Flag Day? Flag Day is in June, I believe. It's for America? I think so. I do not know what Flag Day is, Lala Ree. Yeah, neither do, like, yeah. Um, no, Ryan and I were also discussing it. Like, he said that, like, in school that they would, like, print out uh, flags and color them in. And I was like, I don't really, I never did that shit. Where is he from? Upstate New York. Yikes. Yeah, that's <laughs> a true. totally different place there. It's true. So, the actresses are going to come out to play in this challenge, and Rosé believes it's going to come down to her and Tina. And then we get that shady sound effect, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, Clearly not. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosé says they are both actresses and have big personalities, and she wants to keep up with her. Mm-hmm. Rue comes in for the first walkthrough of the season to check up on uh, the lipstick thespians. We love a little pun. I do too. With the flags, <laughs> Rue asks if they have spoken to the other teams and compared scripts, because like most Hallmark movies, they're all very similar, if not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. She tells them they want them to turn their roles into something special. And you know what? For the first time, I'm like, actually, this is a funny concept, Drag Race. Like, you know I you're going to be... Smart. Rather than giving us three terrible scripts, you give us one, one terrible, terrible script, script three times. Exactly. And it makes it a little more fun, too, because then you... And they... Anyway, um, I thought it was really clever. 
It, it was. And I can't wait for RuPaul to have her own channel. Really? Mm-hmm. You basically kind of have it. It's called Bob Presents. <laughs> basically. Ru asks Lala if she is wearing acrylics, but no, no, she has press-ons. But Miss Simone has on the acrylics, acrylics yeah, well, for the look and the feel of a woman. That's what winners do. They exactly. wear acrylics like a shiny penny. Um, she looks like a method actress, and Ru is laughing and loves it. Um, so Rosé considers herself an actor first, and before we can learn more, Ru asks her and Utica why they voted Elliot to go home. Like, did she's like, I don't care about your backstory, Rose. Why did you vote out Elliot? She's like, I watch X Factor. Exactly. <laughs> um, so here we go. Utica thinks that between her and Elliot, it was a different vibe. Utica gives, mm. Utica gives off like a warm energy. And Utica helped out Kamora when she mm-hmm. dropped her pencil yeah. or and, something. And Elliot gives off a cold energy. Oh, mm-hmm. snap. And Elliot's not happy listening to that across well, the room. I think it's hard to. I'm now. I feel like I want to defend Elliot because I was like being kind of like a little harsh on her. I feel like I would get the same edit as I'm thinking about it because mm-hmm. I get really withdrawn when I get into a big group. Yeah, and I get and especially if I'm in a pageant, I'm like, oh well, like let me. All the wheels are turning. I'm sizing everyone up like Tamisha. So I don't know. I would probably get sent home first too on that. That's fair. That's fair. In possibly the best memeable moment, one of the best moments in Drag Race history, Rue asks Utica how she's feeling about the acting challenge. She is playing the token token queen. Mm-hmm. Rue asks if she's ever smoked weed before and cue the fucking meme. Utica gives you every single face to reveal maybe she has, maybe she hasn't, and Rue cannot <laughs> contain herself. Like, it's actually a laughing fit. She didn't see it coming. No. I love when Rue gets tickled. It was so funny. Honestly, if this doesn't make you love Utica, you mm-hmm. don't have a heart. I love Utica. Um, this was just so funny because it's like when your parent asks you if you did something and you mm-hmm. you know the answer, but you know what answer they want and you uh, don't want to give the answer. It was just so perfect. So and funny. This is how genuine people go on the show. Mm-hmm. We love to Utica. The top. Wiggle to the top. Yep, yep. Um, all right, Archie, have you ever smoked weed before? No. Yeah, I, I'm actually <laughs> been smoking weed the whole entire podcast that we've been doing. Yep. I have this really great uh, pen. It's called a Runs pen. And Are you trying to get a, um, a sponsorship? A sponsor me. Yeah, all right, Archie, find me on Instagram. Yeah, 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 do, let's do it. Um, rather than going over to the other team, Rue calls April Fools over to her. That's how an Emmy winner does it, mama. Um, I... I'm not sure if it's because of filming or if it's COVID or whatever, but it was interesting for Rue not to move this time around. Yeah, I think it is a lot to do with. I'm actually really surprised. I thought they were going to keep them in separate groups and each week. I, for a while, I thought it was going to be like, okay, Tribes. we're going to be in t- Yeah, like Survivor. And then yeah. once we get to a number of people merge that safely them. can be, we merge the two. That'd be fun. That would have been really interesting. Yeah. Um. So Candy is asked about her shorts, which are basically panties. They're very, very, very short. Um, she asks if there is any acting in her background, and Rue wants her to turn it on and make it not just her own personality, which mm. that's, that's a good note. good note. Tamisha's character is based on Cher, and mm-hmm. Rue wants to hear a little bit of her Cher. Mm-hmm. Um, not good. Oh, no, 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 not good, not good. <laughs> um, Rue asks Tamisha to name five Cher songs, because apparently she is a fan. Tamisha says Gypsy. Gypsy, so she's not a Cher fan. Can you give me five Cher songs? Yeah. Excuse me, sorry. Believe, um, in his kiss, turn back time, the entirety of Mamma Mia. <laughs> um, that's what strong Ron- enough. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ryan, I got you, babe. Yeah, that, there you go. There you go. Ryan was like, I would just name the um, the Mamma Mia soundtrack. I was like, yeah, that's, that's funny, funny. Um, <laughs> what is it that she did for Nando? Fernando. Uh, and the song from Burlesque, I haven't seen last I really love Cher, but I'm more of a movie Cher. That's fair. I'm more of actor Cher than singing Cher. Well, Tamisha, she's a fan of Gladys and Patty and Natalie Cole. And she tells, and Rue tells her to like, make her Natalie Cole her impression of Cher, which I don't understand that direction, but you go, girl. Yeah, it was a very strange note to give to yeah. her. Got Mick is going to be playing April Fool, who has so many lines. Yeah. Will he remember them? He says he's got a good memory. So Rue challenges and says, name the three artists Tamisha would have rather done. <laughs> Gottmik says Patty LaBelle. And then Gottmik says he got distracted by Rue's gorgeous pussy bow. Ooh, that suit that Rue is wearing looks mm-hmm. exactly like the suit this he just had made from Pioretta. Yeah. And whenever she had just showed me the picture and then Rue walked into the room, I was like, oh my God, she's wearing your suit. And she's like, bitch, no, she's not. And she's like, oh my fucking God. Wait, is your they friend named Pussy Bow? She wishes. No, she's Pussy Willow. You can find her on Instagram or on Twitter or on TikTok at Willow That Puss. She just posted a very, very beautiful photo. Always. I know. We've been, we got a ring light, uh, like a little one like this one, actually. Um, and it changed our whole lives. Yeah. So Rue completely bypasses Team Valentine's for no apparent reason. We didn't even get a walkthrough with them. Oh, I didn't even yeah. realize that. <laughs> we didn't hear from them Probably, at all. That episode was very long. It was 64 minutes it was, without commercials. It was a little longer. It was. Um, <laughs> well, it's time to fill with Bossy Rossi. And Tina is ready to beat the shit out of somebody. So get out of her wire. Get her wire hanger. Let's go and do it. Christina. Team April Fools is up first. Tina looks the part. Nails the Mommy Dearest lines. Got Mick needs to get into the character as she goes more like Joan Cusack and Adam's family values. And I also really fucking love what tina's wearing mm-hmm. this like mink hat with a matching coat she looked very was, joan crawford yeah, very, absolutely it was so good very 40s very she she knew what part she wanted it's mm-hmm. going with her brand she and candy muse this is my line <laughs> <laughs> tamisha is not good good at giving a share whoa um like as she says how funny can you make whoa aria show us how funny can you make it whoa yeah that was good good job yes. i've been working on it all week you're safe <sighs> yes um but apparently Tamisha's slaying it according to the girls and Ross. I'm like, are we watching the same show? What's going on here? I thought she, in the final product, was really funny. Mm-hmm. Joey is wearing a wig as her character, Sasha Fool. I don't even remember Joey in it. But the name is funny. Sasha Fool. Like, such a fool. Like, that's funny. That's really good. I mm-hmm. love puns. I love puns. Um, Joey is just not good at lines and Joey is nervous and she Did Joey, only... look, Joey didn't look at the camera the no, whole time. No, she went profile. I, that's why I forgot about it. Yeah, she didn't know what camera to use and Ross tells her to cheat to the close-up camera and she's just getting so much direction and it's usually not a good sign for the show. But let's be real, like if you're not used to television, this first acting challenge is going to be hard. Yeah. Well, that's why when Denali's like, I don't have any acting experience, I thought it was really wild because I would have, I would have tried to go for the same part that Olivia had, right? Mm-hmm. Where I would have wanted to be like the treat and just been like, I'll give you something. Like yeah. as Darian Lake won being the head, right, in the platter, so there is room to win if you do like a small role and you do it mm-hmm. successfully. Yeah. Then Candy Muse comes out as Whoopi Cushion and essentially her in a clown costume, and everyone is laughing. And as mm-hmm. she says, she ballparked it. It looks like if Cholo raided my wardrobe. Yeah. 
And she was mm-hmm. like, I'm wearing Aria Dirty. <laughs> Next, we have Team Flag Day. Um, Simone is doing her own version of Mommy Dearest, and her way of saying factory is brilliant. So good. Um, is so Ross loves her rhythm, and she is the loudest bitch in the room, and she knows what she's doing. Rose plays a non binary three foot gnome. What a role. She kind of looked like Nicole in that wig. Uh, Nicoleanoscopy. I feel like there's something about Rose and Nicole. I feel like I've noticed that they look alike to me. Interesting. I'll have to take season. a note. Utica is hip, hippie realness, and Lala Ree is wearing the world's worst pride costume that is definitely out of a bag. Yeah, Lala Ree's costume choice. Well, I thought she will get there, but I thought she should have been in the bottom. Yeah. Well, um, Kamora. The two of them are very nervous and don't get their lines. Lala has no personality in her performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just doesn't know how to act, and it's embarrassing. Yeah. Then we have Team Valentine's Day. Olivia is good as an old lady, but Denali just starts saying words because she is so lost. Acting mm-hmm. as hard boots. Boots? Denali says she has seen Mommy Dears, but she can't get the line. So mm-hmm. um, what I will say is as we were watching it and Ryan loves Mommy Dearest, he was saying the line and nailed it every single time. I was like, how much? How, how often have you seen this movie? Million. I watched yeah. it with whenever I was taking care of Sissy. It's so funny. Because I was taking care of Sissy and we were watching that. We were watched Mommy Dearest. Mm-hmm. And then that episode came. Yeah. On. No, I mean, like during commercial breaks, instead of um, watching commercials, we we turned on YouTube and watched the um, Mommy best of Mommy Dearest clips. Or maybe not. We watched the whole movie, though, but we watched it before the episode. Aired, yeah. Because I good. didn't know. I didn't know. It's a good movie. Sometimes. Kamora is in full drag body while wearing a green screen bodysuit. Which... To me, I was like iconic. Yeah. That felt like a legend move. Girl, you're a tree. Um, but she really is giving a wooden performance. She was not an actress. Ross tries to give her direction, but nothing changes. Like, and Ross just can't take it anymore. Well, sometimes I think it's really hard to direct. She very much reminded me of a Miss Fame. Very in mm-hmm. her head. Yeah. Very like I want to come off a certain way, and then I just don't know how. It is Elimination Day, and before we jump into this, can we discuss Simone's confessional look? Um, yes. In some, she's bald, and uh, some, she's got hair. Interesting. I this is notice. the same with Tace on Drag Race UK, with Tace having blonde hair, sometimes it's pink hair, apparently sometimes there's a beret. What's the tea, sis? Um, editors being very, very tricky. I know that like there are sometimes... like. Um, mm. Uh, uh, I thought they had to wear the same outfit. They do, but it's the hair that I, you oh, notice. I didn't notice. So I don't know if um, her hair grew back by the end of filming, mm-hmm. which could be a spoiler for how well she does. I mean, if if that's a spoiler, that just feels obvious, right? Like Simone, right. she's if she doesn't win, mm-hmm. it would be a travesty. Yeah. Or these are pickups that they got. They had to do uh, after Later. filming when they came mm-hmm. back to do their They're photo like, oh, shoots. Can we get you saying this line? One exactly. More time. Was yeah. Two yeah. Of this. Um, it's a very, very everything that they do. Well, Candy needs to do redo her train look because she's Jimmy ringing her corset because her other look wouldn't work. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Tina and Mick are helping Candy and they're now the Motley trio, it seems. They're the Alaska talks and I'm here for it. Yeah, that's literally what I put in my notes. I mean, they call themselves the Shade Monsters. Oh. Um, or at least that's what Got Mick says. But interesting. We, we know how some, um, how Alaska talks turned out. Was this going to be the same fate? What was Pussy Willow calling it? I think she was calling like their trio um, Got Canty. 
Got canty. Oh yeah, got canty. That's funny. I like that. Um, um I don't know. I think <clears throat> I think at the beginning of any kind of reality show, if you can kind of form an alliance with people that are going to help sure. you out at the beginning for sure, and then as long as it doesn't become like a Alaska talks mm-hmm. where it is toxic and yeah. they decide they're going to alienate and pick on one person. Um, as long as they're not doing that, I feel like it's fine. If they're yeah. just like want to be in the corner, Kiki and being shady, I'm down for it. Like that's the troop I would have. As long as there's no bullying, go for to. it. Yeah. So Sh- Simone shares her first time in drag was when she would go home, put makeup on mm-hmm. and eventually she went to prom in drag. Mm. Come on. That's so cool. And she looks so good. She looks so good. Um, I love that pink dress. Her hair was her hair was there um but her principal in arkansas said go in and have fun like yeah this is not like the prom only on netflix this was real life and girl you got to do your gig good job please don't refer to the prom on netflix again why you didn't love it nope why not well that's for another podcast darling (laughs) simone said that was the first time that she felt seen Aww. Oh yeah, I did. I like I cry. I would cry a lot in quarantine, and that was something I just started like tearing up on. God, this week I was crying over so many stupid things. God I watched Spider Man last night, and I cried like eight times for no reason. I watched I the Glam Awards, like, and I cried. Oh, because oh. I lost. I guess. Well, I just kept being like, "He's just a kid," and it's the same thing when I watch Buffy. I'll be like, mm-hmm. "She's just a kid," and I'll be like, "Oh." Um, speaking of which, eventually uh, we are going to be debuting a new segment on the podcast, um, and Buffy will be involved. But mm. we'll talk. Well, we have to arrange that soon. You should do a D and D one with Heidi. Okay, we can we can we can plan that. So Joey asks if anyone has dated a woman. I have same, um, but that was in high school. I do. Rose says that she had many girlfriends, which definitely checks out. Yeah. Um, and then Tamisha shares that she has biological kids, three of them. Ages 35 and 33. And she stole one of their names. And yes. Her her twin's mother she dated in high school. Um, and her life is a whirlwind. She didn't know she was gay until she was out, at, out of high school and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Had a friend in Atlanta, showed her that this is her world and started drag at the age 20. I love that story. But yeah, uh, her, her drag name comes from her oldest daughter, Tamisha. Um, and they then all joke if her middle name is coming for you. That was funny. LOL. And then they all start to sing the verse until Candy steps in and says that they weren't there, so they can't sing it. So Denali says, well, then no, Simone is coming for the crown. And Candy says, well, I, well, she ain't. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, burn. Your TV turned on. It really stressed me out. What happened? <laughs> um, Does I it think, listen to you? No, I think there's a ghost in here. Oh, well, don't put on any programming right now. Yes, please. Please, please, please. Phantom Dennis. That's an angel reference. Oh. Cordelia had a phantom <laughs> named Dennis the Menace? No. Did you know there are two different Dennis the Menaces? No, and I... Is one a serial killer? No, they're both kids. One is a British um, cartoon, the other is American. But it's the same story? Nope. See, I was very confused watching UK, and I didn't know I was going to watch UK this season. But it's I, so good. It is so good, and Sissy Walken is on it. <laughs> <laughs> and she yelled at me for weeks, being like, I'm not this bitch, da 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 and she's over at my apartment, and I put on her. There's a show called All in This Together. All together now. All together now. And Jerry Hallowell, who I'm obsessed with. And Davina her... DeCampo. Okay, but I didn't watch first season of Drag Race no, of of the UK. Uh, we tried. We we've watched like the first three episodes. We're trying to like re. We're trying to watch it, but we forgot we had Wow Presents until uh, about a month ago, and so. <laughs> 
because it used to be on our fire stick, I think. Mm-hmm. And then we got a different TV. And anyway, whatever. Push come to shove. Uh, we're trying to catch up. But you showed oh, Sissy, so I showed um, Sissy the, her audition video. Yep. And then Sissy's like, she's literally wearing Sissy Watkins' first year of drag dress. You know, like, the, the, I gave her a dress that was just like that in gold. And she was wearing, like, the very sister walk-in hair mm-hmm. with, like... And I was like, that's you. And then she's singing this song and, like, looks just like Sissy. And then I showed her her entry look and all of that shit on. Then I made her watch episodes one and two. And she's like, oh, she is me. I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of freaky. I want to see them do sideshow. That would be that would be fun. That'd be good. I will never leave you. Yep. Oh like, my god, Shade Queens. Have you ever watched Shade Queens of NYC? I watched two episodes. One episode, two episodes. I don't even know. So I didn't know. <laughs> I guess I didn't know about it. Well, I had heard about it, but I think it was on like right before I started drag or like right when I started drag. Mm-hmm. But I watched some of the clips and Chelsea and um Paige do mm-hmm. I will never leave you. Yep. And it's kind of shady. Yeah. I yeah. Of, I was like I wish I could watch full episodes. I think they're just clips, unless they're all. Out. They're there somewhere. I don't know how to access them, but listen, if 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 someone, I'll, I'll say it right now, if someone has access to let me watch all of the episodes, I will do a season recap of Shade Queens of NYC. I would live. I it made me kind of sad though watching it because I got really nostalgic for like the past when we were all could go to drag pageants and be in bars and go to fittings and just like so fun for those who do know the show fun fact um i officially met nicole in person um when we went to tina burner's um charity uh drag tag sale that was being filmed for shade queens of nyc nicole anoscopy yep Mm -hmm. and you you can see me for a moment, but Nicole is featured as she's buying one of Tina's dresses. Oh, it's very Heidi, funny. Heidi was shown in a clip from um, So You Think You Can yep. Drag, two different, mm-hmm. three different. Whoa. Yep. But yeah, so if someone <laughs> has access to that, I will consider doing like a full podcast um, thing about it. But it is time for the runway and RuPaul w- walks out looking like Olivia Lux. Oh my god, <laughs> Olivia Lux is so nice and so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but no, Wait, this what this, was Rue wearing? The, the big red hair. Oh and my like god. The, yeah. It was looked, it was Olivia. No, she was so season two, season three RuPaul. Like she's giving us kind of a nod to yeah, the, where fair, the show started. She looks so fucking good this year. And I think Delta got fired. Yeah, it's no more Delta. Well, maybe let go, or she just decided to move on. I, I don't know. I believe she was fired. Okay, I'm gonna just give her the benefit yeah. of the doubt. It's COVID. But um, I don't know who's doing her hair, but I, I was into it. Yeah. Michelle is joined by Ross and Lonnie Love. And previously. she had those slicked back pigtails. Michelle? Not for this one. That oh, was for, shit. That, that was, was for UK. She looked hot as fuck, though, in yeah. UK. No, no. She Michelle has the gray streak. Oh, right. But she's looking gorgeous. Yeah. But we also have Lonnie Love, Sorry. previously oh, of Celebrity Drag Race fame. I love Lonnie Love, and I got to meet her in college. She came oh, to yeah? perform at my university. She's very funny. She's so funny, and she's so cool. Um, so we're going to talk about what the, the judges say in their critiques as we go through the girls, but we'll talk about the movies later, but we're going to start with the Looks. runway yes. category is trains for days. Yes. And in honor of the runway, we will be playing choo choo or boo boo. Mm. So that's a nod to, to boo, but get it. Huh? Can I tell you what my train look would be? Okay. So I thought about it. And I think mine would be very much that silent film of the of the ingenue tied to the tracks. Mm-hmm. So I would be like in this really cool like twenties look mm-hmm. and tied to my train 
but probably just like at the here so I could move my arms and be like cool. Um, and maybe have like my hands like, oh, oh, but then it would just be like a long yeah. railroad track. Um, someone did something similar to that. Um, more weird, campy, crazy, spooky. Uh, Disasterina. Who is this? Disasterina from Dragula. Oh, I know her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. it's a really cool look. It's one of her OG looks. But I'll are you ready that. to do this? Yes, I'm sorry. I just wanted You're to good. share no, no, before you, I, I We love stories on the podcast. We love talking about it. I got a few of them. All right, Denali. Look by Joshua Naponte, hair by Wigs and Grace, nails by Boy Nails. I think this is colorful and beautiful, and the story behind it is great. Uh The hair is beyond satisfying. Uh I think this is a great interpretation of the category Uh and shows a little more of who Denali is. Head to toe, like, amazing. It's incredible. And it's ostrich feathers, not chicken feathers. It's what I expected Heidi Ho to be wearing during (laughs) Tiki Room. Yeah, that's... And I'm still upset she didn't win that week of Iconic. I'm sorry. I'm (laughs) sorry. Um, No, I think this was gorgeous. It was beautiful. And I love how... I love the color choices. Mm -hmm. I love the ombre of everything. I love the tail. I love that she was... Look, she's incredible. I think Denali is a really incredible performer. Yep. And I think she's a really incredible look, like looks. Oh, no, I take that back. I like this look a lot. I did not like what she was wearing last week. The orchid dress. Because, well, I looked up, we were looking at the reference of what she was Mm -hmm. referencing. And they're so, that's so much more grand. I would have, if I was her, I would have just like not even told anyone. Yeah, that's fair. Because it is pretty. It is a pretty look. I would wear it. Yeah. I will wear anything that someone gave to me. <laughs> that's 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 already dirty drag. <laughs> like, hey. Um, Ross loves her train look as it has a lot of whimsy, but also being beautiful. Lonnie calls her a beautiful bird. Mm-hmm. Michelle calls her out for not getting the Betty Davis line that she had. And mm-hmm. Ross said that she struggled with the character making her interesting. Well, it's bothersome because even if she didn't get that it was a Betty Davis line, what a dump, right? Yeah. Elizabeth Taylor does it in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. So it's like she just doesn't feel like she um I think is that kind of she doesn't feel like she's the a reference queen. I feel like she's very Well, see the, that's what's so that, that's what's so fascinating. Someone I believe did post about um drag race writing for the baby boomers while casting Gen Z. Yeah. It's very interesting, but where I think you can fault these younger queens not knowing the references but it's not, queer history. I know she's twenty eight. She should. She should. She, she should know. Um. So that's that's the thing. It's like because then you have all the baby boomers watching the show, being like, mm-hmm. "Who are these TikTok people?" It's really this weird generational thing that yeah. Drag Race, in a way, brings us together to learn. But not everybody wants to be educated. Driver's license, Olivia Rodriguez. <laughs> there you go. Um. Rodrigo, what's her last name? Rodrigo. Maybe one of those. Okay. Uh, I'm. Love this look. I will definitely give it a choo-choo. Yeah, absolutely. Choo-choo. Uh, the audience was 96% choo-choo, 4% boo-boo. Oh, who's the one boo-boo? One. I have multiple. Bitch, I, I get over 100-something plus My uh, bad, votes. homie. I posted... It's, it's the only time my story gets so many hits. And it's also from... It'll, it'll be people like, why, why are you looking at my story? A bunch of people like muted my story whenever I posted nonstop Black Lives Matters for like six months. Some of our Astoria pals have muted my story. I'm not oh, really? going to name names, but I'm I'm very upset because I thought we were friends, but apparently we're not. Harry Grande? No. <laughs> All 
All right, next up, the gorgeous, the lovely, the beautiful Olivia Lux. Mm. Hair by Hats by Carlos, look by Domino Couture, jewels by Fierce Jewels. This is fucking luxurious. She looks so good. Uh, she looks incredible. That was so smart because I mm-hmm. wouldn't have gone for a Baroque like kind of look. I yeah. would have not really have thought of that. I would have, because like I said, I would have mm-hmm. thought of like a silent film star, which feels very Darchi. Um, And I thought but, she and this was her. So, and it was so her. I loved the applique on her face. I loved the coat. And I mm-hmm. just thought she, because, you know, Rosé did like a pants look. Yeah. Like a jumpsuit, like a pants look. I don't know. Um, but like I thought it was this a really look, successful. Looked expensive. It looked expensive, but it also looked very feminine. Yeah, it was cool, is, but it androgynous. Was this, it was really cool. Yeah, she had this beautiful purple and gold with that like very soft Beethoven beehive realness. Mm, it was like a a periwinkle. Yeah, I I was not a super fan of the gold leaf because it I I don't love that it's not perfect on there, but it still made the gold pop and made the color story just mm. be so thorough and thought out the train and the ruffles it's just very classy like this is m- maybe one of my favorite looks of olivia's oh yeah for sure that's my favorite look of olivia's choo choo the audience was 88 percent choo choo 12 percent boo boo uh-oh next up elliot with two t's hair by wigs and grace look by coco vega gowns jewels by tiffany bonet listen i get it getting looks together for drag race in a pandemic is hard but mm-hmm. this is not an excuse to add a train to an existing look that she already had. This was weak. Um, like I've said, I've seen this cat suit before. All the girls have that lace cat suit. There is nothing special to it. Did she succeed in the challenge and give you a glorious train? Yes. Is this one we'll be talking about beyond this week? Not a chance. I didn't love it. I didn't. Well, I the reason I didn't love it is. She told us who she was referencing, which I actually don't remember. And she called herself Glenn Close meets Meryl Streep, and I don't see oh, that in there. And I saw it as like more Madonna meets Sharon Stone. So mm-hmm. she'd been like, it's Madonna meets Sharon Stone. I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll give you that. And I didn't think it was anything horrible. I thought she looked, her makeup was pretty. I thought her hair was cool. I thought the jumpsuit was like something you could easily perform in. Yeah. I thought the train was nice, but like you said, it's not going to be something I'm going to be like, whoa, remember? Yeah. No. When Elliot walked down the runway in a white silver peplum jumpsuit? Yeah. It was, it, it missed the mark for me personally. Um, I will give it a boo-boo. I give it like a so-so. The audience was 59% choo-choo, 41% boo-boo. That feels fair. It's very split. It's yep. very, it's because it's so-so. Yep. From the House of Hall, Kumar <gasps> Hall, look by Joshua Napointe, hair by Wigs and Grace, nails by Boy Nails. Um, If I'm doing my research right, both Denali and Kumar Hall had the same design team for this challenge. Oh, really? Yeah. Do they? But they're from the same city. Yeah, they are. But That's... it's just really interesting that the same, the same designer was like, okay, I'll do both their looks for the same thing, unless they yeah. didn't know. Wait. Oh, yeah, but I'm sure they did. But I think that if that, that designer is very, very talented. Absolutely. Those are completely different materials. They're completely different silhouettes, completely mm-hmm. different looks. And they were both, they were probably the top two looks of the entire yeah. runway. So she is the East Asian mother of dragons. Um, This is my favorite look of Kimura that it's she's my, worn. It maybe is my favorite look I've seen on Drag Race. Oh, wow. It's, I mean, it's it's elegant and it's expensive. She looks content wearing it. Um, I think the dragon tail was done so, so brilliantly. The, these shoulder dragons, the mm-hmm. way that they were um, stoned was, was stoned for the gods. Her makeup, I was, I thought was really beautiful because she's always really beautiful. She doesn't have to do much because she has just like a very beautiful face. Her hair, I thought was incredible. The only, other, I'm like, oh, she looked amazing. I was so actually very sad to see her in the bottom, 
because I thought that her runway should have saved her. I interesting. That, interesting. I think that dress. I feel that there have been plenty of times in the past where a girl's look has saved her on the runway. Um, so I felt like that would have been a moment because I think the two, really, the two most impressive looks, until oh, other than of course Simone's do rag, that was like, but she's a legend and she's in a totally different category. Sure. Um, but like I thought those were two of the best looks on the entire runway, and it was kind of funny that they were both in the bottom. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting having done so many of these recaps that the weight of the maxi challenge versus the weight of the runway fluctuate based on the person. It's really it's weird. Because if Kimura had a popping personality, exactly. if she had a Candy Muse personality, she would have been safe easily. They'd yeah. be like, we love her personality, we love mm-hmm. this look. She had an off week. Yeah. Um, I think what was really <coughs> special also is when you bring yourself and your culture into your fashion, it auto- automatically makes you unique. And unfortunately, <laughs> I think it took to this point to finally see Kimura. Yeah. And I think that's what Rue and the producers were not here for. Because there's definitely, if you're not giving them what they are looking for to produce a television show, they are going mm-hmm. to cut you. I mean, yeah, I we've talked about it with Honey. Like she knew she was not giving them anything, and they said, "Well, this is the moment we don't need you, so peace yeah. out." There was no reason for her to be eliminated. Just no. like on UK this week, there was no reason for Cherry Valentine to go. No, it was. But ex- they, but Rue said it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, if if you're listening to this, you probably are listening to the other podcast, but. <laughs> As Rue said to Cherry, you, we need you to be unique. You need to be something special. Rue had had it with her. She was done. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where they might have been with Kimura. Well, I think Kimura, like, she wasn't going to give them anything because she was so in her head. Yeah. I think that um, I was reading an interview that Kimura gave, like an exit interview. And she was talking about Lonnie Love saying, oh, I love that you brought your culture to this. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really think of that because I'm pretty sure it's Bob Mackie. And she just liked it because it was Bob Mackie. Yeah. Well, Lonnie did say she loved that she embraced her culture and she looks fabulous. Michelle said her performance was flat and wanted her to let go. Mm-hmm. Ross thinks she's buttoned up and says the art is about not being afraid. And Kamora starts to cry as she is afraid to let go and not feel confident. I get that. But this look, you should feel confident, girl. This is an absolute choo-choo. Mm-hmm. Audience choo-choo. went 90% choo-choo, 10% what? boo-boo. Who the hell are these tenors? They just don't like her. I like it. It's you can think someone is beautiful and has great looks and not like them. It's very. I listen. If I could find out why people vote the way they do, I mm. would have a whole um, statistical podcast about it. But I that would be cool. I can't get into the heads. Maybe you could start doing like anonymous interviews with voice um, <laughs> modifying. You know, so yeah. Like, Everyone's so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not not to call anyone out, but there are definitely people who vote on the story who dislike certain people in real life, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> come on, you're skewing things right here. Yeah. Um, I guess we're all kind of guilty of that. But this one, this one I think almost everybody liked. Simone, look by Marco the Monroe, m- hair by Gigi Good. Yes. When you are able to do something no one has ever seen before, you automatically win in my book. The do-rag as a train. Who the fuck would have thought about that? It was brilliant. Simone, that's who would have thought about I it. I love Simone. She's I love Simone because she is everything that I want to see in a drag queen. Mm-hmm. She's smart. She's talented. She's, she's funny. beautiful. She's funny. She like uh, her concepts are out of this world. I, yeah. Her interview look with that the hair mm-hmm. that she did is incredible. She's incredible. She's everything. And like the colors the she colors selected too, like the mint and the baby pink lining, it works with her skin so beautifully. Mm-hmm. 
And the way she has the tracksuit fit her and the corset just like popping out, everything is so intentional and thought out. Like she knows fashion. Yeah. I also like that she's really confident, but she also seems very humble. But it seems yeah. genuine, not mm-hmm. like a, oh, and I'm so humble. Yeah. She's very, just she's like, very authentic. Oh, she's authentic. She's so good. Uh, Michelle points out that this has never been done on the runway, runway before. Lonnie calls her the soul train and says that this Rihanna. is what America is about, embracing her culture. And, and Rihanna's going to steal that look, mm-hmm. she said. Michelle loves that she infused her character with her. And Ross loves the way she said words. Thank you, Ross. Factory. Um, choo-choo, of course. There's no other option, on, in my opinion. Audience was 96% choo-choo, 4% boo-boo. 4% of them are racist. Probable. La La Rie. Look by Royal De Niro Designs. It's like, I believe the first time that she's listed her designer on a look. <laughs> I think the fabric is cool. Yeah. Um, the snakeskin as a single fabric on all the pieces is a cool concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't love the face mask headpiece thing. It didn't really work for me. Oh. Um, like maybe, maybe if you want to like do like a shed of your skin thing, like have a big wig and then re- take it off and reveal wish- it. I wish she was wearing like a Nefertiti headpiece. Yeah, it was just that would have been cool with the mask. Like that would have been, and there would have been such a serve. I feel like though, I feel like though, I enjoyed it. I thought she looked like a video game character. She could totally be in like Mortal Kombat with. Mm -hmm. um, Who was was it? Estina that did Estina Mandela or Mm -hmm. whatever character from that. Yeah, they could have fought each other. Yep. Yeah. So like, I think if you're gonna say you're slithering down the runway, you better be slithering and like give me those arms, right? And and make that look skin tight. This was just way too flowy to be slithering. Um, And I think she thought the skirt to train reveal was the ticket, but it was not. I did not want to board that train. Oh, see, I think she looked really cool. I just wish that it would have been. I just think that standing on the runway with so many amazing incredible looks mm-hmm. it's hard but overall like you know if she had shown up to a bar you would have been like yeah absolutely you know and so or she showed up to a big venue see that's the thing what i was saying about elliot this if you showed up to a bar yes if if mm-hmm. elliot showed up in that to a bar i'd be like duh yes um but i guess it's a lot different because they're looking for they're looking for something different and i pussy and i've been re-watching older seasons we'll like put, we'll decide one day we're going to binge a season of Drag Race. So we'll just pick a random season. And it's kind of sad because you can see when the shift happened, where it became more about like this, you have to mm-hmm. spend money. You have to be bringing like these insane yep. over the top looks. And like, if you're bringing anything other than that, we're not really, you better be funny. You better right. be talented. You better be like the most endearing person we've ever met. And I feel like it came, I feel like season seven, Violet won. Then season eight, we got Bob. But then I think season nine is where it happened because mm-hmm. we had Sasha, who kind of embodied everything. Sasha Valores, and, and we had Shea Coulee, who embodied everything. We had these queens that were giving you, like, so much Trinity, even, and Peppermint. Like, the top four of that season were, like, well, Peppermint wasn't necessarily giving us the looks that she's mm-hmm. giving us now. But she was still, like, there and really president. A president. She was really present. We'll look over there. Um, But that's where it shifted. And now it's, like... Very much. If you don't look the look, then it's harder for you to succeed. Yeah, I agree. So Rue did say, oh, my goodness, to this outfit. So she was a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Michelle said she came in kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonnie gives her advice that Monique told her to make sure whatever you did to get here. Keep it going. Keep doing it. Which I think is really good advice. Mm-hmm. You can't be complacent or you will get lost in the dust. Yeah. I personally did not love the look, so I will give it a boo-boo. I'm going to give her a so-so. 
The audience was 68% choo-choo, 32% boo-boom. Mm. Next, we have Utica. Look by Utica and Kelsey Lee. Hair by Freelance Wolves. Nails by Nessie Nails. This is a brilliant concept. She put her own spin on Carol Burnett while still doing it in her own way. Mm. As you'll remember, season two had a curtain challenge, and yet Utica has brought her own interpretation to that. Mm. Um, I love the purple. I think dark brown hair is not my favorite simply because she is so Midwestern pale. Mm -hmm. um, but the styling of it is stunning. I think it was what I'm... This is probably been my favorite runway on Drag Race maybe in a long, long time because every look was so different and so mm -hmm. cool. This is maybe one of my favorite looks though because I love Carol Burnett and I love Gone with the Wind. And I love Went with... What was it? Went with the Wind is what I think I they think called it, was, it yeah. on the show. And that is so funny. And her trying to go down the stairs is so funny. Anyway, push come to shove. I thought that was so excellent. And mm -hmm. I like her twist on it. I love the color choice. I I like the hair, too. I would have almost wanted her to do a Marie Antoinette wig just mm -hmm. to make it look like... Let, let me take and add another well, my, well, I, I think I would have gone more of a, a, a Carl Burnett red. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to remember what Carol Burnett's hair looked like in the sketch itself, because I'm pretty sure she was wearing like a Scarlett O'Hara wig, yeah. you know? Um, fun fact, I have my grandmother, she passed away in September. That's not a fun fact. But like, she did make, she made miniature China, and she was very mm -hmm. famous for that. And she has pieces in every museum. Um, I'm pretty sure. So anyway, she made this Gone with the Wig wig. Ooh, I'm going to put my pen down. I can't keep, like, smoking. <laughs> I'm getting, like, jumbled. But she made this Scarlett O'Hara figurine in 1988. And when she passed away, I'd always admired it. She had it in this really beautiful glass um, coffee table. And had all these little trinkets and things inside of it of the, her little treasures. And I got to take the Scarlet. And so I got really nostalgic and, like... Uh, sentimental with that look. And it also makes me think of Heidi Ho mm -hmm. because Heidi did a Carol Burnett look. And it kind of makes me mad because that's something I would have would have come up with as well for a runway yeah. challenge. So it doesn't make me mad. It makes me jealous. And sure. Envious. No, I think this was quirky. It's kooky. It's Utica. And I will give it a choo-choo. Choo-choo-choo. The audience was 91% choo-choo, 9% boo-boo. Ooh, 9% boo-boo. These, these Gen Xers or Zers, they don't know. All right, we got Rosé. Look by Jamil Moreno. Hair by 1-800-Wig Takeout. Mm -hmm. I think this is punk rock light. Yeah. I like the blue and white and the suit part of the look is wonderful, but the blue tool does feel a little bit like an afterthought. Yeah. That being said, it's not bad. No, I didn't think it was bad. It's like, it's like when Gwen Stefani went solo it's like i want no doubt but i'll take when's the sure um i think the white rocker mullet was so cool i loved it so much but could you imagine if that mullet went down even further well could you imagine if the mullet was the train right that would be cool that would have been it um i'm surprised no one did a wedding look either that's true mm -hmm. but that seems i guess a little too obvious maybe well michelle thinks this was fun but she thinks it's a suit with an attachment i could totally see um and it's crazy you call rose out for that and you're not going to call out um fucking joey j for that whatever right so you know these things like a little mm -hmm. plushy i could totally see her branding that suit as a little like plushy mm -hmm. that would be really cute yeah Lonnie says that even though she was static, she brought life into her character and she uh -huh. can't wait to see more. So mm -hmm. mild, good reviews. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to give this look a choo-choo. I'm going to give her a choo-choo as well. I thought uh, it was cool. Yeah. Audience was 52% choo-choo, 48% boo-boo. Mm -hmm. Got Mick. Got look, Mick. 
Luck by G's for Godoy. Nails by Queen Custom Claw. Mm. This was weak, sadly. Um, I love her use of the trans flag colors. I think the jewelry mm-hmm. is beautiful. The hair is very basic blonde and need a little more personality. Because we've seen Gottmik do so much better. Well, this was not her right. train look. This was her sheer look. Yes. She had a similar look to Tina's. Okay. She... So listen, according to Instagram, she had another much better look, but there already was a train conductor. But bitch, don't let anybody else do something that you can do yourself. Well, I'm going to do it. I have to disagree because I love that she came down to look in this trans flag and this because it's all this pride. I think that since it wasn't intended to be a train look, it wasn't giving us the train nope. that we want, but it still was like it was good for me. It was good for me. I Why was there a leaf blower? So that she could make it move, duh. So it could flow, honey Annie. I like the leaf blower. I love the look. I really love Gottmik. I didn't like her so much in the acting challenge. I thought she was okay. Mild. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like maybe it's because we just watched Drag Race UK and saw Estina and Taste both do Mm -hmm. um, Naomi Campbell and Tia and Ohora both do a Robin Hood look. Like, if you got it, do it. Like, then let us all decide who the better one is. I think they're a lot more strict on you on drag race us because well then it's like um what is it kimono Kimono. yeah it's kind of like that but it's something to talk about it's true and then but then weren't they both safe anyhow they were so they probably would have well who knows she might have she could have won i don't know i kind of was sad tina wasn't in the top yeah well we'll we'll get to her next but for this look for me i personally will give it a boo-boo i'm gonna give it a so-so i'll give it a toot the audience went 61% choo-choo, 39% boo-boo. Mm-hmm. Tina Burner. Designed by Florence DeLee. Undersuit by 10 Yards Clothing. Hair by Jason Joseph Hair. Hat by Candy Chip. Gloves by Wing & Weft. Nails by Daniel Marandola. I said that this challenge needed a Thomas the Tank Engine, and we got Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm-hmm. Brilliant concept. Um, sometimes it's the obvious that wins. Yeah. Um, we love campy. Mm-hmm. I think the color story is very Thomas. I almost don't. I do wonder what it would look like with a black wig to match like the, the, the steam hat. pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been cool. Not sure I fully understand the tool in the arms, but it does help with the train narrative. Well, I'm going to pull up Tina's Instagram. Really quick. Um, yeah, I, I listen like you could have even taken a step further did a gray face. I know she had just previously done that, but like. What if you went full on fucking Thomas? That would be fucking campy and hilarious. But I really, really enjoy this. I think that Tina, I've been waiting for Tina to be on Drag Race since I started doing drag and got to see her perform. Because Tina does something that I feel is the direction I'm going toward myself Mm -hmm. where she's like, I'm going to do bar shows, but I want to produce this kind of theater because she does girl Sure. And she kind of produces these big shows and that, like her Hocus Pocus show and her first wife show. So like, I've always loved Tina for that aspect because she decided that she was going to make her own look in the community and kind of just do her own thing. I like these tool sleeves, especially in this picture where it's like, no, I mean, it, yeah, it does. <clears throat> I just don't, I'm not sure. I think it's steam, right? She's a train. Maybe, maybe. I don't okay. know. Whatever. Sure. I'm into Look- it. I've been waiting for Tina Burner to be on drag race for a long time. I'm still giving to choo choo like that. 
What are you choo choo or boo boo? It's a choo choo. The audience not here for it. They were thirty nine percent choo choo, sixty one percent boo boo. They don't understand art. They don't understand camp. That's the biggest problem I think Tina's gonna face is that because Nina, Nina West faced it. Camp is has taken a backseat in the world of drag. Yes, and unless it's like a a really glamorous take on punk, or I mean on punk on um camp like Carrie. Whenever Raja mm-hmm. did the Carrie, it was very like glam right. and beautiful. Um, and even this look though, I think Tina gave me what I wanted from Tina Burner and gave me this really cool costume. And I think if she was at like a live show with a big stage, people would gag. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest problem though. It's like everyone is not going to gag and that's okay. Yeah. Well, I just, gagged. You did gag. We're going to do a little punk. Joey J look by Joey J and Colin O'Brien. Mm-hmm. I think this is very hot. It's very out of the box for Joey. I love the black leather with the red accents from the hair and the train. Yeah. It's not the strongest look on the runway tonight, no. but it's certainly something cool from Joey. I think it could have fit better, especially did, on the face. Yeah. Did I need the tongue? Yes, mm. because there would be no train. I know, but it, like you, and I think it was that, a concept that well, I didn't I think get. It sucked. I think it should have been on the butt. I think the lips should have been like on her ass. And yeah. Maybe some big eyes on the back. I feel like it was almost like she was trying to do the Rocky Horror thing, but it wasn't Rocky Horror. It just, it was like kiss. I don't know what she was going for, but um, it was like Monique's Monique Hart's mouth thing. Like it's, it's cool, but like why? Yeah, it was fine. It was and, fine. and then you had a like, little tongue stud. It was my least, it was one of my least favorite. Yeah. On the whole run. Um, so I'll give that a boot. Yeah. I or a no, no. What I, is it? Boo, 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 boo. Um, I love Joey J. For me, it's a boo-boo. Audience was 42% choo-choo, 58% boo-boo. Next, we have Candy Muse, and this had no designers listed, interestingly. Well, you know the designers. Wasn't it Tina and Gottmik and sure, there Candy? Go. Weren't they just making it? <laughs> um, yes, this had some last-minute adjustments. I think the show showed us that in the way that we would still be on Team Candy uh-huh. uh, once we saw the, what the look was, because like it was not it. Um, the shaper is showing, the shaper is showing on drag race. It's unacceptable. I do think the look is sexy and I love how confident she is in it, but it was weak and it's missing the train. Yeah. And that wig is thirsty. I think that, um, really doesn't matter to me what Candy Muse wears. (laughs) She has that. I, cause I, I, I like expect a certain, like a thing from Candy. Mm -hmm. So every time I see Candy, I'm like, yes, this is what I want from you. This was like fine. It was not great. It was kind of like whatever. But I like the color. Mm-hmm. I really like the picture she posted with like the wet hair. It yeah. was kind of just like beautiful. So then my question for you though is mm-hmm. if you didn't know who Candy Muse was from New York City, uh-huh. how would you feel about this look? Well, I think that if I didn't know who Candy Muse was and say she was an LA queen on the show, I would have already fallen in love with her because of her personality mm-hmm. and she would have reminded me of my friend Chola Spears so much. So I think I would still be like, yeah, I'm into this like vampire. Because like it's, I think we're getting very close to this point where I think I know who the show wants us to love. Mm-hmm. The show wants us to love Candy, and they mm-hmm. want us to love Simone, and they want us to love Utica. Mm-hmm. But just if just Candy and Simone, it, it's no match. Well, yeah, I know. So that's why it's like you you we give passes to Candy in a way we wouldn't give to. And I Simone. think, well, and what I think is they're grooming Candy for a WoW Presents girl, mm-hmm. you know, like 
Kimora Black got that dumb girl show. Yeah. And then the, actually I didn't realize that WoW Present had so many drag queen shows. Well, they're all under contracts though. Well, yeah, but <laughs> still, I mean, get that coin. He yeah. Well, Michelle said her train look didn't say train and it's too plain. Who are we and- talking about? Candy. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, she also says she doesn't want to see her censure. She thought she was ridiculous as with the cushion. Ross said that she is an example of if you let loose, you can strike gold. Rue calls her laugh out loud funny and well done. Again, important when Rue talks, you listen. Um, if she doesn't want you to have that opinion, she's not going to say it. Mm-hmm. I have to give this a boo-boo. It's not, not, not the ticket. Yeah, I will also give it a boo-boo for the challenge of it, but I feel like if she had a few things to the sides and covered up it, it would be fine. Yeah. Audience was 15% choo-choo, 85% <laughs> boo-boo. So no one was here for it. I commend her for realizing that what she had wasn't going to work and yeah. trying to make something out of it. Tamisha Mon, Look by Tamisha Mon. Yes, this look fits the category, but it feels like the train was added to an existing look again. Mm-hmm. I think fuchsia is a stunning color on Tamisha. Mm-hmm. I love that little pink fascinator in the hair. Mm-hmm. But if you told me that Elliot and Tamisha were a part of the same collection, I would have believed you. Tamisha just did it mm. a little better. Yeah. Like, because you had that lace jumpsuit. It feels like the beginning of the runway, and Tamisha's felt like the end of the runway. And they're like an up and coming designer. Yeah. I thought it was fine. It's like what I expected from Tamisha. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, think that's pretty. the thing. It, I like for, the material. It yeah. For Tamisha, t- it's a choo choo. And she's also old school drag. Yes. So it felt like very old school mm-hmm. glam. That's and why it, I said I think she already had it. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, for sure. I mean, she was like, she probably has a whole entire garage devoted to drag you probably know, like a huge space devoted to just things she's made and bins upon bins i would love to go over and be like hey you got something call for her me. up hello tamisha yeah so choo choo for me choo choo audience was 73 percent choo choo 27 percent boo boom it's time to talk about some cheesy holiday movies. Oh, good. We got through the runway. That was long. It was a long runway. 13 girls. Okay. Valentine's Day, we get Misery Loves Company. Uh, so Misery hates Valentine's Day, and Misery Love is going to inherit the Love Family Rose Farm. Uh, and Denali just does not deliver the Mommy Dearest lines. No, and it's kind of unfortunate, because you would think that of, if anything, she would have watched Mommy Dearest, mm-hmm. or even whatever happened to Baby Jane, right. at least once in her life. Um, Olivia was very laid back, but she didn't shine as much as she could have. Who are we talking about? Olivia? Uh-huh. She was fine. I think she could have been like, go like full on Eddie Murphy over the top. Yeah. I mean, I think Olivia, it's she hard acted. because she didn't go camp. She was acting. And I think it's hard because everyone in her group was very right. Well, that's why you have that opportunity to go bigger than everybody else. Yeah. And sometimes, but it's really hard. I know that I challenge, I get challenged. Ugh, what am I saying? Cut this out of the broadcast. <laughs> no, we're keeping this in. Okay, sometimes I get in that state where I'm like working with someone that's not at my right. level, and then it's like I don't necessarily give as much as I would. But that's the thing; give. it's like you want to bring them to your level, so you have to up it. I think she. Was, I think she tried to bring them to her level. Well, right. I mean, because Fudge Packing Factory is a stupid line, and again, she, mm-hmm. Denali couldn't deliver it. Um, and then you have Elliot with that terrible wig. I'm sorry, that wig was it was vile. Like it was pink with that stupid rooted. Oh my god, it was gross. Not bad. Not good. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah. Elliot was very whiny, and that seems like that's her gig. That seems like it's. Um, again, I said Olivia could go much bigger, mm. and then you have Kamora, who is very, very stiff, and it's terrible. Like 
talk about poor delivery. The love between a woman and a tree? What the fuck? Who was high when they wrote this? Aria? I was there. (laughs) Uh, And then we have Grandma Isn't Dying. And again, go big girl. You could go go crazy. But you wanted a twist, right? Y'all wanted a twist. Kimura, the tree comes to life as Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Are you fucking kidding me? I was shook. WoW Presents is going to do anything they can to put this man in our good graces after what happened with uh, Canada's Drag Race. I didn't watch it. Oh, he was not a loved judge. I watched a few episodes, but we, like I said, I didn't know we had WoW Presents. (laughs) And if I had, I would have watched it. That's what we should actually try to watch. It's really good. Well, I love Lemon because Lemon's always been really kind and cool and nice. Funny. We love Priyanka in this house. Priyanka, I do love Priyanka too. I feel like I watched it because I follow a lot of those girls. Yeah. But I didn't. I watched like two episodes. Well, the final line of this movie is stop. You're giving me a Woody. No, thank you. Nope, 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 nope. Um, Valentine's Day, not a good movie. We're not going to watch this again. You're giving me Woody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next up, God Loves Flags, the Flag Day movie. Um, and it's, again, same movie with different references. I think Simone is perfect. She has um, impeccable timing. Um, Lala Re really did try, and it was terrible. Like, yeah. her panty was showing in that look. Yeah. Um, I, was fact, surprised, Trey. I was surprised they didn't have um, a top team and a bottom team, because it felt very obvious that there oh, was absolutely. a bottom team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have saved us a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, Utica was okay as the hippie. Um, she, she gave me so kind fun. of like that Sophia from Golden Girls picture it moment. She gave me like, I thought she was going to serve it so hard after the workroom. And yeah. then I think what happened is she probably flubbed her line that very first time and then got super in her head. And yeah. it was like, oh shit. Because I feel like that would, that's happened to everyone before. Yeah. And then suddenly we meet Nomi and Rose is good and knows comedic timing. Um, but there really wasn't anywhere to go with it. Yeah. Um, Simone is ready to let her freak flag fly as she pulls Nomi's finger, and Jeffrey Boy Chapman is back as a fucking prince. Yeah, they really like him. They do. They do. I like him too. I watched that show he was on. Yeah. Unreal. Uh huh. And that's where I knew him from. And then then he came on Drag Race. I guess I have to watch that. Yeah. Canada sure. show. Well, first we got to talk about April Fool's Rush in the April Fool's movie. Gottmik is all about face and that scowl. Um, did you see Seraphim recreate that look? Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny because when we watched it live, I said that looks exactly like Seraphim. Yeah. It was the especially with the clown nose. It looked just like Seraphim. Do you know who I've compared Gottmik's drag to in a certain certain looks? Boyish Charm. Oh, I totally see that too. Yeah. It's like if Got Gottmik is like a merge of Seraphim and Boyish Charm. Yeah. Uh, Tina was very strong, knew her references, but with an extra character in the script, her and Gottmik had their parts combined and neither of them got to do the full character that Denali and Simone did. Yeah, which was, which is fine. I mean, like, it's, it seems like unfair, but it's not because like I said earlier, you don't have to have a big part to to get it. I was sad to see Tina not be recognized though, because I really thought she gave a really strong performance. And I thought she was really funny. And I thought I think it was the runway. I think they just didn't love the runway. And and it's okay. And it's okay that they didn't love it. I loved it. Joey's accent was old lady, but didn't look like an old lady. 
Who? Joey J. What did Joey J look like in this video? With the brown hair up to and the glasses. And, I don't remember her yeah. in it, but you remember Candy Muse and Chew the Scenery. Yes, oh my god, I that was do. so much. Candy. Um, oh, and Tamisha was doing her cheap share impersonation. And I thought her I thought she was really funny and I really liked her as I want that part. That's the part I would have been vying for. Yeah. Yeah, could you have picture Arya Derchi inside of like a fortune teller machine? That's yes, what I, I do can. during uh Carousel. That's true. I love that. But I will say, Tamisha was a little bit dead behind the eyes, and I know that was an acting choice. Yeah. But she could have well, gone a little like bigger. like an animation, right? Right, like, that's fair. I would have maybe drawn, I would have maybe, like, emphasized that my eyes were kind of yeah. dead, right? And, like, if I blinked, then I would really, like, slowly, mm -hmm. like, blinking. Maybe so, one at a time. Yeah. April ruined everything, but, oh, wait, it's April Fool's Day. Sasha didn't sign the deed. with She signed it with it, disappearing ink. Whatever. Stupid. Plotline dumb. Dumb. But um, it was fine. But you know what? It's Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, but he's not coming back as the other prince. He's coming back as a prince impersonator. I thought that was cute. Lord, I quit. I quit. I quit. I thought it was cute. Rue has some decisions. Elliot, Olivia, Utica, Joey, Gottmik, Tina, and Tamisha are all safe, leaving Denali, Kamara, Rose, Lala, Ree, Simone, and Candy as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree with this? <laughs> yeah i think this is fine i i was okay with how this all panned out um yeah i would i i would say that perhaps they just did not like tina's runway because yeah. i think you could have put her in possibly candy or rosea's spot yeah i i agree i think that they i think tina should have been in, in there instead of candy it, well, just because Candy's runway was... And I don't know what they're judging on anymore. Neither do I. Because I thought that the runway mattered. I thought yeah. it was like maybe like a 60-40 kind of thing or like... I don't know. Yeah. I want to know what the scoring breakdown is. Me too. One. RuPaul, show us. Well, RuPaul has more decisions. Are you ready? Rosé is safe. Simone is the winner, baby. She wins $5,000. Amen. I'm so glad she won because she deserved it. Win number two. Oh, yeah. Candy Muse is safe. Actually, it's win number three. Because she won that first lip sync battle. Okay, fine. Lala Rhea is safe. That means it's a Chicago battle. We've got Denali and Kimura Hall. Oh, it was so excellent. Do you agree, though? No. I, I think Denali you. should not have been in the bottom with that look. Like, it should have been Lala Rhea. Okay. I, either way. Okay, yeah. I don't think that both of them deserve to be down there. I, I think, think it was that, for TV. I think it was for TV. Um, I think it was, like, the battle of the designer, it felt, in a sense. And... It was beautiful. I, I thought it was such an amazing lip sync. Yeah. I would also like to note that in three episodes she was in, Denali has lip synced in every single one. Yes, she has. Okay, so the song is 100% Pure Love by Crystal Waters, which means it's 100% Pure Dance, and whoever decided to pair this with this train runway was just mean and rude. Mean. Mean. <sighs> so cruel. Um, Denali killed it. Yeah, it no, was one of the best like performances I've seen. Kamora literally could not do a single thing. But this, she this... was giving face and she was giving hands. And I think what she was but able that's to not do the song, but what she was able to do with what she was wearing, sure. she gave like what she could give. Yeah, no, I love when she paraded around the runway and her mm -hmm. gown and was showing it. I feel like even though we knew she was not going to win, it was nice to yeah. see her kind of, show off the garment and then at least the designer's piece is being shown. absolutely i mean this was a denali showcase once she dropped that train uh -huh. she duck walked her way to a victory i love this like 
arm movement mm-hmm. where she like goes above and she's like bending her knees and been trying to figure it out. Um, this is also the first time I've really noticed the use of a spotlight during a lip sync. Oh, I'm um, not sure. Yeah, they like spot. They put this. They shine the spotlight on Kimura a couple times when and it all went black. I was like, that's a, a choice. I wonder if they did that because she could not maybe move around. Possible. And they wanted to give her a little. They're like, turn the lights off on Denali. <laughs> Fuck Denali. <laughs> um. Yeah. With the easiest decision possibly ever, Rue immediately saves Denali. Mm-hmm. She goes on to say, "I pity the fool who has to go up against you." And then too. the camera pans to Rose nodding. I can't Oop. wait to see that. Oop. I feel like that is a little foreshadowing. I think so too. Well, it's totally foreshadowing. Yeah. But there was that moment in the work. And so like if you're not looking for if you're just like you're watching the show, it looks like if you didn't she say like go out there and do that thing? Yeah, well, well we're <laughs> gonna talk about untucked momentarily, but oh, yes. Um, after four episodes, someone is finally leaving the show. Yay. It's Chicago's Mackie doll. She's eliminated. Say bye-bye to Kamora Hall. Bye-bye. Um, did you see Denali's, uh, Instagram posts with all the, uh, the excellent Chicago excellence? And then I saw all of the, uh, Twitter drama too. Why? What happened? Oh, oh some girls are upset. That they weren't included? That they weren't included. And they're basically like, this is not representative of all Chicago. Blah, Who was blah. missing? No, I don't live in Chicago. Could you imagine if they tried to do that in New York? Oh my God, people would actually be burning down the city. People would be very upset. Yeah, because there would be some. It would be very. It'd be very. Too many queens. It'd be very. Too many kings. Okay. <laughs> it'd be very. Um, untucked is still a thing, but how many people are really watching it? I'm actually asking that as a question. We always, well, because we watch it off the VH1 app, mm-hmm. you know, with commercials and everything, so it's on. Right. Uh, but I feel Pussy usually goes away during Untucked, and she does, she films her recap, uh, her drunk recap that you can find on YouTube, on Willow, Pussy Willow's YouTube page, if you want. I also have a YouTube page. Um, anywho, so we'll, like, have it on, but we're usually talking about what we just watched, and then we'll tune in sometimes if it feels juicy. Mm-hmm. But Untucked, I don't know. I feel like Untucked is really interesting this season because everyone that's on the show has been in quarantine. Mm -hmm. And so they haven't really had contact. So it's nice to see everyone communicating and talking and having a good time and kikiing. And I don't feel like anyone's been super malicious in a sense. Although I do think it was wild that Candy was just like, Elliot, you shouldn't be here out of nowhere. But then I'm like living for it at the same time because... Yeah, I don't know. I, I know we're only getting half the story, but also can like maybe it be integrated into the episode like they do with the international seasons. Yeah, I, I like, feel like I feel like it's a little long. Yeah. Um. So Utica is ecstatic. She is safe, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um. Olivia doesn't think being safe is the way to win. And she's just disappointed to be safe. Mm-hmm. And then they're still drinking that non-alcoholic bubbly. I don't know if they're just not allowed to have mixed drinks or whatever, but they need to loosen up. I so, wonder why they're not drinking. I don't know. Tina does a reveal and gets stuck in her coat, which is very cute. <laughs> funny. Um, and Tina says that being safe means that they can grow more. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Gottmik congratulates everyone on not being the first one going home. Yes. Olivia poses the question of how they feel about the first acting challenge. Everyone says they loved Olivia, but Tamisha was disappointed on how she did. She didn't know who she was on screen until she really watched it. And she was nervous. Yeah. I think she looked... I think she did it. Yeah. Tina wanted to make RuPaul laugh, and she did. Yeah. Utica thinks that she should have been at the top with her runway. I find very Do interesting. Utica. I think Utica's runway was excellent. Not on the top. She was safe. 
Yeah. Utica and Joey claim that she made her runway all backstage while they were waiting to go on, but I call bullshit. What'd you say? Joey's like, oh, you made it backstage before they went on. I was like, no, she didn't. Made what backstage? Her costume, her look. Joey made her costume? No, Utica. She made it on the show? That's what they said. I don't, I call bullshit on that. I think we, it was a way poorly worded. I don't even remember that. Yeah, well, Tina asks who the tops and the bottoms. Elliot thinks it's going to be Simone and Candy in the top. Um, and then Lala and Kimura would be in the bottom. And Gottmik says that she's going to have an aneurysm if she doesn't get to paint Kimura's face. Not really sure what that meant, but what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know if that was a positive or a negative thing. Tina thinks Kimura's acting was bad, and Tamisha's like, really? And I'm like, really, really? Tina's right. She was one note. Come on, Tamisha. Tamisha is asked how she's feeling, and she's She's fine, child. She is observant and is just taking everything in. And she needs to check herself before she can check anyone else. Mm. Reference to the RuPaul line. Oh, wow. Got Mick says that she likes that she's observing her, but she wants to get to know her, too. Interesting. And then Tamisha is glad to be with the younger generation of queens. Oh, my God. That's what she meant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, not that. I was thinking about something else. <laughs> so, Candy... Says herself, Simone and Rose are the tops, and Denali, Lala, and Kamora are the bottoms. Denali hopes that she's the top of the bottoms, but that's not the case. I know. It was really disappointing because I thought one of their runway I thought one of their looks was sick. Yeah. Kamora said that they think she's beautiful, and the girl said that she needs to hear it and be proud of her look. Mm-hmm. You are beautiful. Kamora was just a tree, and she thinks that she keeps letting the judges down and it's pissing her off. She wants to do it for the Chicago drag community. Kamora. Candy gives her a little more resurgence. Says, you're here. And bitch, you have had bad days. It's okay. And then fight. It's not over. Lala Ree is feeling okay because they raved about her look. She thinks she could have pushed more and she just shrugged it off. Mm-hmm. Candy says that there were others that should have been in the bottom. And as you alluded to, mm-hmm. she watched Elliot's video back and thought it was a flat line. It was. I don't know if it was a bottom performance, but... but I honestly think that whole team should have been mm-hmm. in the bottom. And Olivia included. Not that she was bad by any means, just because I think that team as a whole was the worst. Yeah. I think that... I forget which team I thought was the best. Simone's team. Yeah. Because Simone was the best. Yeah. Well, Elliot is not happy to hear this. And her, her excuse is, well, RuPaul said her my name first. That means nothing, bitch. Yeah. It doesn't. She probably just saw her first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Candy is a force, and Simone says she is worried about Miss Two T's over there. Mm. Um, Candy really just think Elliot should be in the bottom um, and be shaking in her boots, but Elliot says it is what it is, and you can start to see this weird tension going on. But then we get some more praise for Olivia, and Kamora is reminded that she was a tree, and that was hard. It's not her fault, but it totally is her fault. It totally is. Simone was praised and feels happy to have done a good job. We we're back to Candy because this this untucked was all about Candy Muse. Yeah, she talks about her luck that it was so last minute, but they raved about her challenge. She got emotional because everything she had been made fun of is being praised here, and I think that's really important. I love that too. Um, Rose asks if they are still in two distinct groups, and Candy says she still feels a huge bond to her girls. Yeah, except Elliot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this week came down according to Candy that you were funny or you were not funny. 
She tells the girls that her sister was hurt when she went home first last year, but they are here. You're a star. You're just not as bright as her. Denali gets sad, and when she looks at Rosé, Rosé says that she will be looking at her for a long time, giving her a little more assurance that she's not going away. Maybe maybe they hug too much. Rosé says that they're about the same size so they can share Denali's look. Rosé needs Denali to stay for her, and I ask, is this some love blossoming? I don't know. Maybe it is. Listen, if if you want to blossom and be in love, that's cool, but I'm fairly certain Rosé has a boyfriend, so... I'll be interested to see if this was one of those TV moments. Or it could just be like a Jinx Ivy where right. out of they just used it to... Mm-hmm. They're Bond. They're close. It. Yeah. Um, Ivy Winters, if you want to come over and cuddle, I would love to. Well, I do love Ivy Winters. I love her. She has a little farm. She has mm-hmm. a farm. And she makes penis things. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so Candy, Simone, Utica, and Joey go outside and put on their face shields. Well... They're not wearing them inside, so they have to uh, do we, it outside. We already talked about this uh, with my group, of my viewing group. Uh, we figured that it's because <clears throat> they're sharing the lot with everyone. Mm-hmm. And so if they're outside of the premise, they have to be wearing something. Okay. But I know that when they go between sets, they have to wear masks. Right. They have to wear a mask and a shield as they walk from like the workroom to the main right. stage and from wherever else they're going to. So... I think it's just protocol and it's probably just like to emphasize hey don't forget we're still sure. in a pandemic it's not just uh all fun and games yeah candy just keeps on going on about elliot being safe and she's like it's one thing for the judges but to come back in the room and see elliot just kikiing she was pissed because she wasn't good in the challenge simone said that denali had to carry the whole team and that's what got her sent to the bottom joey says in past years you knew who the tops and bottoms were, but they're just splitting hairs on this season. And I kind of agree. I think you, there are a distinct top. There is a distinct bottom. Like I, I can predict the next probably four people going home. Yeah. I don't know what order, but yeah, I can yeah. definitely tell you who I think the next few girls are yeah. going. Well, Kimora gets more sad. Thanks, Utica, for always being her support. And she cherishes this moment for life. Denali says that if it does come down to her and Kimora, that she is going to give her all and that she should too. Do it for Chicago. Mm. Um, Denali feels like garbage if she is in the bottom. And with all 13 falling together, come on. Kamora lost her confidence when she got here. And she hopes she didn't let anyone down. I don't down. think she had it before she got I here. I don't think so either. Because, it's, again, after we talked about last week where you find out that she got a boyfriend of eight years who's not supporting her drag. Like, how can you be confident? I want to take back what I said earlier. I don't think I would be like introverted in the workroom mm-hmm. because I'd be so excited to be there. And when yeah. I'm in drag, I feel like so confident. Yeah. So I think it's sad to see Kimura not have that confidence because I feel that drag really is my like Superman cape. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, she says she had so many things she wanted to show, but this was not how she wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. She wanted to show her parents and family that this is her dream and her passion. And she hopes that the moments that she did show on the show prove that drag is her passion. Mm-hmm. She just wants to be supported and accepted. And I get that hardcore. I understand that. I don't think there's anything wrong with um, not being funny or like not being a performer. No, and that's and that's fine. But you have to know that if you're going on RuPaul's Drag Race, absolutely, you have to be that. And I think she didn't know that. Yeah. 
Kamara gets in the van without a mask on, which I think is an uh-oh. I think it's crazy that they have to be wearing their masks everywhere, and then they pile into the van. Right. So crazy. <laughs> and then we just say the Mackie doll is not going back into her box. Mm-mm. To round this out, I got a couple burning questions for you. Okay. Tina we, burning questions. Yeah, Tina burning questions. Uh, we got a bag ball next week. Who are you worried about? The sewing competition? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't really know what the girls... Like skills are at the moment, so uh, I can't really. I would say like I think Tina's probably gonna do fine because mm-hmm. I know Tina sews. Yep, and she used to sew a lot. Yep, I she remember she made everything. this blue, this really beautiful blue dress. It's like short, and she wore it all the time, and it was so beautiful and lovely and new. So I'm excited to see what Tina's gonna do. I'm excited to see what Tamisha will do. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamisha should be great. I'm excited to see what Simone's gonna do, even though the commercial alluded to that she can't sew. Right. So that's what I would be. I would be worried about Simone, but I'm not worried about Simone because even if Simone's in the bottom, she's going to sew. Yeah, I I'm, I think Simone is being, t- we're being told Simone's going to be doing badly. I worry about Candy, actually. I do worry about Candy. I worry about Joey J, I guess. Joey but I don't worry and about Lala. I don't know what Lala, I don't know if Lala, yeah, I worry about them as well. After four episodes, who <laughs> is the winner? After four episodes, the winner is Simone. I agree. It's still Simone. I I don't. When I did the recaps with Canada's Drag Race, the entire time from the beginning to the very end, I said Priyanka is the winner. I feel like I'm going to be doing the same with Simone. (coughs) Yeah. Unless she somehow like gets in her head or which I don't see happening. Yeah, I. I don't know if you can knock Simone off her throne. Though I really thought Gigi Good was going to... Well, that's not true. I was like very torn between Gigi and Jada the entire I think, season. And there's we've discussed it before on the podcast. I think timing was everything. Mm-hmm. When you have Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and Gigi Good actively or unactively, whatever, tweeting out, I can't breathe in regards to... I cannot to, breathe. Yeah. When that happens, I think it was officially she. Yeah, she was done. She was done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, Archie. Where can we find you on social media and Venmo? Thank you. You can find me on Venmo at Tip Aria T I P A R I A. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You have a TikTok? I do. I don't really like use it. I just am on there though for witch sure, talk. Sure, sure. But yes, I do have a TikTok. But you can find me on all of those at. Aria Derchi Baby, A-R-I-A-D-E-R-C-I-B-A-B-Y. And you can find me on previous Block Talks. Maybe yeah. check out our Black Swan Make Mike Watch. That was really fun. It was a good one. It was a good one. But Aria, I'm excited for you to join me on a new another podcast soon. Oh, yes. Me as well. The biggest thanks to Aria for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.